Better and Longer with the Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to the Fitness Show. So today we're going to talk about a lot of the fun things, including the Walt Disney World Marathon, and um, I'm going to get to that as soon as I tell you about my duck, because she was adorable last night. So many of you know, I've adopted a disabled duck. Her legs don't work. If you want to know more, listen to the previous episodes, but Handy is her name, and since we've adopted her and brought her home on Thanksgiving, she's certainly relaxed and it's very fun every day to see her, I don't know, just find comfort in her home and see her find joy in little things. And it's kind of, I don't know, they're not as obvious as a dog would be, but I can definitely see changes in this duck. But here's what's super exciting is I went away this weekend to host the Carlsbad Marathon with Rudy Novotny and it was a blast. We'll tell you about that in the next episode. But before I left, I had the great burden of saying goodbye to Handy. And I had to do the same thing the week prior. But it's really hard to explain to a duck why you're going to disappear for four days. And even though my family takes great care of her, I am her mom, right? So I'm looking at this duck in the face and saying, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be gone. But mommy's always come back and blah, 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 blah. So I've been gone for four days and everyone asks about Handy, which is adorable because she is so sweet and well-deserving of the love and interest. But I came home last night. I flew in. And to be honest, I was very excited to see this duck. And I came in the house and she lost her little mind with excitement. She was quacking up a storm and wiggling her cheek along my cheeks and my face. And she quacks sometimes, but she's not always very chatty. Oh my gosh, she just sat in my arm and quacked up a storm. And it was so cute because I could tell she was actually excited that I was home. And it was adorable. It just, I have a duck who loves me. <laughs> that is probably... One of my greatest accomplishments ever, perhaps, but holy mackerel, um, she is sweet. Oh, I just love, I love the duck kisses, the duck cuddles, the duck swimming and fun, and it, it's precious. So if you haven't seen Handy yet, she's on my Instagram, she's on my fitness Facebook page. I'm trying not to overwhelm you guys with her, and I could, but she is an absolute sweetheart, and she's a she, so some people call her he. And gee whiz, I don't know why, but um, but yeah, she's a girl and she's fantastic. And apparently she likes me a whole heck of a lot. So that's enough on that. Also, my very first episode of the year was on taking control of your life and your fitness and setting a big, hairy, audacious goal. And what I love is how much feedback I received from you guys some of my episodes, they get a ton of feedback, some not so much. This one meant a lot to me that you were vocal and aggressively forthright with letting me know what your game plan was and how many of you reached out and said, you know what? Thank you because I needed to hear that, that I am responsible for my previous failures, but I am in control of my future success. I know how to move forward 
and I'm going to stop getting out of my way really means a lot to me. And those messages came from far and wide. They came publicly. They came via private message and all avenues of social media and some in person. But, you know, it's what I, it's what I work for. It's what I wish for to resonate with you, to get you guys to say, you know what? I, I should, and I can, and you guys get to make your own goals. That's the other thing is I'm not goal setting for you. I'm not telling you, Bobby, you got to run this thing, and Susie, you got to swim this thing, and I'm pegging Amy to lose X amount of weights. None of that's going on as you all are taking control of your own darn health and your relationships and your work. And that's the other thing is so many of you reach out and say that, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to accomplish XYZ in fitness, but then you tell me what you're going to accomplish professionally or that you're going to stop hanging out with this complete jerk that you've been tolerating and Aye, that means the world to me. To be able to influence you to do better for yourself, um, that goes a long way. I tell you what, Michael Jones, who I had the luxury of spending a lot of time with at the Walt Disney World Marathon, Michael, when we met, he was the sweetest, kindest doormat I had ever met. Michael let people walk all over him. He apologized for every darn move he made, every breath he took, and he just wasn't living up to the man he deserved to be. Not anymore. And what he's done is he has paired his uh, success in fitness to his personal success, his success at work and within his relationships. And he's a man who knows how to say no. That goes a long way. And I think that's also key to longevity with fitness is if you are a doormat in any particular place in your life, you're willing to make excuses on missing the gym or missing your run or eating some sort of crappy food, whatever it is. Doormats aren't successful. I don't know any successful doormats. I don't think any of our uh, Fortune 500 CEOs are likely to be doormats. And I don't think any of our highly accomplished fitness friends are doormats. And, and Michael is not. He really... Golly, he's accomplished so much. And there are so many of you doing that same thing. He's a great example of it. I call Michael my poster boy. And boy, is he ever. But um, it's fantastic to hear his stories and know that he's willing to walk away from crappy relationships and crappy experiences. And he has. And it just, it lights me up. It makes me super happy. So um, Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, second weekend of January. It was an absolute blast. It is probably my largest gathering of my people. <laughs> and I call you my people, whether you listen to my show or you're a hottie or you're one of the people that I get to um, love on at race announcing. You're my people and I get the most of you in that one location throughout the year. So that's why I go to Walt Disney. I, you know, I used to go for the running and I still do some running, but my main intention there, my ultimate purpose is to spend quality time with the people I admire and care about and, you know, spend, spend fun time with my friends and then, of course, support you all because many of you are accomplishing, you know, what becomes your biggest challenge of the year, whether it's your first half or your first full or the dopey challenge or the goofy. Um, it just means a lot to me. So I got to spend a decent amount of time with, a, with everybody, at least a little bit of time with all the people or most everybody that weekend and 
it was just a ton of fun getting together for lunch or dinner or just, you know, chatting at the expo goes an awful long way. Uh, one of the things I really like with Run Disney is the teams. And so we have teams all over the country and, and you know, uh, Rudy and I especially get to invest or experience the LA Leggers and the West Coast Roadrunners, our California runners. In Buffalo, we've got Team Red, White, and Blue. And, you know, there's the Galloways all over the place. But with Disney, I love that running has brought so many great communities of friends. You know, people come to me. I, I think my hottie group is different, although we're definitely friends. The purpose of the hottie group is not running. It's something many of us do. But the purpose of the hottie group is for you guys to get guidance from an expert, that's me, and support from other people working towards similar, albeit different goals, right? We're about living better and living longer and having expert guidance while doing that. While the BI, our guest podcast lizards are about running Disney, but they, you know, they're a real team because they are, they run together, you know, they're a running team. And a support team and a fun team and all of those other things. But I do like that Disney has fostered or inspired, because they don't really, they don't do anything for these teams, but they have inspired so many friend groups who have that running thing in common. So we got the Be Our Guest podcast, Lizards. We're out in full force. And I have so many crossover hotties that are lizards. And I'm in the lizard group. And Mike Bankhead, uh, the leader of the Lizards, he's awesome. And he uses the exact formula for weight loss. And he lost a ton of weight last year. And he does strength training for runners. So that's, you know, a really nice overlap. And, you know, we're, we're in a place where we can be both. We can have both groups be awesome. And, and people be members of both. And um, I love it. And we, they actually have a name, Hottie Lizards. There's quite a few of them. So lots of lizards there. Um, there's team shenanigans, but far fewer than there used to be. Team Shenanigans used to be a very big, significant group. And sadly, <laughs> I saw less this year. And why is that sad? Because they were all about shenanigans and I fully support shenanigans. Um, there's Team WDW Radio, who I love. Um, there's a couple of Mickey Milers left over. Um, Michelle and Mike, they had a, a wonderful podcast that they put an end to. And I think that group has... Fizzled. I mean, that's what I think because I only saw two shirts over the weekend. But the shirts were cool because they were a little bit retro, right? So the Mickey Milers um, had made an impact. And I think many of those runners have displaced into other groups. But they're still great. And then the other most prominent group we saw out there was Team Not Run Disney or Not Team Run Disney. And um, they're all hooligans. They're sarcastic and uh, fun and they drink a lot, uh, or they, they take pictures of themselves drinking, and they're super fun. And their big uh, battle cry is suck it, loser, which you're only allowed to say if you're drinking an alcoholic beverage on provable Disney property. But they're super fun. They don't seem to have the race team shirts. Instead, they dress up extravagantly. They have fantastic race outfits and um, they do scavenger hunt type activity over the weekend. So people break up into teams and they get points for starting last, finishing last, taking photos with characters, for taking photos, drinking alcohol in certain places. They're they're just funny, funny people. So um, 
I, I do love the teams and I feel like I'm a part of them all, even if they don't think I'm a part of them all because I appreciate them and I like them very much. But uh, it's, it's a really um, fantastic aspect of the Run Disney community. And so what I do is I ran the 10K, um, which was great. I had some, I don't know, some sort of dumb issue that made my left knee hurt, but who cares? It's a temporary pain and it was only six miles. But um, my game plan was to run that. And then I spent the half and the full in the little VIP tent on when you come down the finish line shoot on the right side, there's a big white tent and right before you cross the finish line. And so before Rudy or John says something sweet to you or Cree, you can come get a hug from me. And it means so much to me to get to do that. Now, I know um, many of you are like, really? Does it really? No, it really does. Especially because many of you, I actually, you know, I get to take part in your training. If you're working out with me, if you're using my formula, you know, so many of you have had success with running further, faster, pain-free because of strength training for runners. Or, I don't know, I do feel like I have a role in your, your fitness success. And so I feel like the race mom. And here's the deal. Other than Rudy and John, I've never had a f- person at a finish line for me. Now, mind you, do I care? Not really. But I've never had anyone to come out and watch me race. And so I know so many of you are there alone or quote-unquote alone, and you don't have family there to call your name and cheer for you. I love being that person. It matters to me that I get to say, I'm proud of you and great job. And um, I, I love receiving the hugs. So it's not, it's not get away from my selfishness is that I want the sweaty hugs. Um, but I am so proud of you. And it is really fun to watch all of your, you know, years worth of hard work culminate with that finish line experience. And um, we had a lot of fun. We took a lot of pictures. I had a lot of strangers I didn't know come over. Hi, I'm Fitz. And I thought, oh, yay. Oh, I'm sorry. They would say, hi, I'm Bob or hi, I'm Angelo. And um, so I got a lot of stranger hugs who are now apparently new friends, which I like. We took a bunch of fun selfies and I got to steal food for, from some people because um, they had purchased large pretzels or donuts before they crossed the finish line. And who am I to pass up an opportunity to take a big bite of somebody's pretzel? But um, yeah, it was a super fun weekend from the VIP tent. Not only did I get to hug all my runners, but um, Michael Jones joined me. I had a I had a guest pass, and he joined me, and uh, we had a great time. And we had the characters kind of station themselves where we were. So Chip and Dale uh, hung out with us for a while, and apparently Chip is good friends with the VR Guest Podcast Lizards. So Chip was very um, generous and kind with us, and at some point we gave them our cowbells, and it was very cute to see Chip and Dale doing the cowbell dance. It was very adorable. And then Daisy came over and while she was adorable, all I was thinking was how cool it would be to duck nap Daisy and bring her home to Handy because I think Handy would like that. Wouldn't Daisy Duck make a super sweet friend for Handy? They could be sisters. They could be BFFs. Um, Handy might be terrorized by a Godzilla-like duck, but um, but yeah, it was really cute. I kept thinking, oh, I want to steal, ha- I want to steal Daisy for Handy. That would have been cute. Um, the other thing I really love from the finish line is how many men <laughs> were running by Daisy, and they were they're cute because they're men, yet they're adorable human beings. So they were hi Daisy and hugging Daisy and high fiving. Thanks Daisy, and just sweet. 
And then the other thing I love to see that from the men is how many of them coordinated outfits. And so, sure, some of them were costumey. There was a Huey, Dewey, Louie team, which was really cute. But then there was guys who just got matching running outfits, this patterned shirt and the exact shorts and the exact socks. And I just thought it was extra adorable. I know, ladies, we all do that stuff together. But to see grown men and knowing that at some point within the past month or so, they, they had the phone call. Perhaps they went shopping together. It just really resonated with me and I thought it was super fantastic so um kudos to men and kudos to men in general because I think men are constantly being run over by a bus lately there's some bad dudes out there there are some horrible chicks out there too horrible horrible on both sides but for some reason uh, just being a man is apparently an evil deed in today's society and I'm not buying it and the reason being is because I know too many awesome guys too many men who are brave and intelligent and chivalrous and thoughtful and caring and they're wonderful teachers and and tremendous fathers and kind considerate sons and you know what I love men I love my ladies but guys you deserve better and I'm sorry you're being stepped on by society right now because I know there's way more good of you than there are um, bad and um, you know what? Usually when one guy's doing something wrong, I see all the other men dogpile, not allowing that to happen. Um, I just I just do love the guys. And, you know, thanks, thanks for being fabulous, boys. Means a lot to me. Other thing that meant a lot to me over that weekend was when I got in my corral for the 10K, I ran into Laura Fry who's also Dr. Laura, Laura Fry. And what Laura told me um, is that she pr- takes my article, The Exact Formula for Weight Loss, and shares it with her patients. And she was going on and on about success stories um, her patients are having, you know, the morbidly obese guy who's lost a ton of weight, but more importantly, his blood work is now beautiful. And, oh, that means so much to me that there's a physician out there um, utilizing the formula because it's right, it's scientifically accurate, and it will be effective for her patients. And uh, it is working. And, you know, guys, do me a favor, print out the article, put the link on it, and then share it with your physicians and make physician, maybe they'll pass that information along to their patients. I know a lot of doctors do. But every time I hear it, it means something special to me. So uh, thanks, Laura. Thanks, Dr. Fry. That went a long way. The other thing that I noticed at Walt Disney World Marathon that I wasn't crazy about was uh, we did have a lot of people, well, a lot, a significant amount of people that I know have packed on weight over the past year. <sighs> Nobody likes to hear it, but it's true. Um, most of these people are not quote unquote my people, they're not people part of the group using the formula and so forth, but um, they're people that I'm invested in, that I know what they're capable of. Quite a few of them are, were weight loss success stories and now is creeping back. So um, so there's a couple where I need to make the phone call. <laughs> it's, my intention was to call a few days after the race weekend was over and then I got bronchitis and I wasn't calling anybody, but I do have to make that phone call to say, hey... I noticed you've been struggling. 
How do we turn this thing around? And so if you're one of those people, know that I'm calling you because I care and I feel like I'm in the position to do so where your your spouse, your BFF may not be able to say, hey, dude, you put on a few pounds. What's going on? I feel like that's not only my role, but it's my obligation. And so if you get the phone call, it's because I really care. And I know that you know. That's the thing. When people put on 20, 40, 50 pounds, they know it. It's not a secret to them. But... Hopefully I can reach out and say, hey, let's work through this. We can do better. So I'm going to be making those calls. But I want to know from you, and please use my social media channels to let me know what you would think. Would you want me to make the phone call if I saw that you put on significant amount of weight and were struggling? Or would you want me to just not say anything? Do you think having someone say something or having me particular say something would make you feel worse? So, of course, I'm not out to hurt feelings. I'm out to help. Um, but I wonder, (laughs) we will find out. The other great thing is, um, I had a lot of people take ownership of their struggles. So Jennifer Taylor put a post on the hottie page today talking about how much she struggled this year. In fact, when she came over to get a hug after the end of the marathon, I said, how was your race? She said, miserable. Um, and she was miserable and so was her husband, Bill. And they're so cute. This is what I love about them is there's this couple that does this thing together, right? They go do races together and they match and they're, they have these, this life of athletic adventure. But this year, self-confessed, they let it go. They didn't watch what they put in their mouth, food or alcohol. They relax in their training. And there you go. 26.2 Michael miles from hell. So, um, they're owning it, and their game plan is to make next year's Walt Disney World Marathon awesome. They want to fin- cross that finish line feeling strong, and I know they can do it. And here's the deal. I know y'all can do it, but you got to commit to it. And so um, I love hearing the ownership, the fact that they reached out and said, we blew it, we're committed to doing better, means almost everything. The, the rest of that equation is them doing the actual work. Um, so folks set attainable, calculable goals. You know, I'm going to lose one pound this week. That's a attainable, calculable goal. That's not something that, you know, you're going to be surprised by in 365 days while you're out on a race course. I'm going to run a certain amount of miles. I'm going to swim a certain amount of distance each week. And I'm going to do my strength training every other day. I'm going to do lots of stretching. I'm going to eat more vegetables, drink more water, whatever it is. But you have to have attainable, calculable goals so you can make sure you're making progress and then get on that scale once a week. It's not rocket science. So nonetheless, I saw a ton of wonderful things. I had so much fun just spending quality time with each of you. Um, But now it's time to move forward. I likely will be at Princess. I'm not sure what I'm going to run. I don't know if I'll run. I think I'll run. Mostly I'm going to be there to see you. I apparently, I don't know if I'm going to be at Star Wars. I host a a public Savannah women's half marathon and 5K on the Saturday of that weekend. So there's a chance I may go to Orlando on Saturday night to see y'all on Sunday. But I'm not sure about that. But nonetheless, Walt Disney World was fantastic. And uh, we'll look forward to the next race. Speaking of races, I actually just added a really fun one to my calendar. It's last minute, but on February 16th, I will be hosting the best damn race, Savannah. That's both a half marathon and a 5K, and I hear these events are pretty cool, and I intend to make them even cooler. So if you'd like to join me, I've got a discount code. It's FITSNESS. In fact, 
For almost all of the races that I host alone, my discount code is FITSNESS. So if you know I'm hosting a race, it's FITSNESS. If you know I'm hosting a race with Rudy, it'll be Team Noisy with no space in between. We actually just got a Team Noisy discount for LA Marathon, and we were told it's the only discount code being handed out for the Los Angeles Marathon this year. So if you know someone who wants to run that thing, our discount code expires on January 31st. I believe it's $10 off registration. But that's a spectacular race. But across the board, if I'm hosting a race, fitness or Team Noisy is what will work to save you money. And on the training note, there's a couple things I want to tell you. Actually, there's, well, there are a couple things I want to tell you. First of all, I have been using an app called Boxing Timer Lite, L-I-T-E. And I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. I'm going to double check right now. Yeah, Boxing Timer Lite, that's L-I-T-E. And what I use it is to differentiate rounds of exercise. And of course, as a former kickboxer, I used to use the big old boxing bell timer where you turn the little knobs and so forth. But nonetheless, if you want to do any sort of cardio slash strength training or cardio with breaks in between, you can set this timer to give you two minutes of workout. It will ding, ding at the beginning, ding, ding at the end. And then you'll, you can set it to have a 15 second break, 30 second break, minute break. I love training that way. So there's certainly something to be said for getting on the elliptical and going hard for 30 minutes or riding 40 miles on your bicycle. But some days, especially if you want to cross train and diversify your workouts or do really intense bursts of exercise, using an app like this is a really smart way to go. And it's free, which is most important, right? That it's a free app. But I assign within my Hottie Body Fitness Challenge workouts 20 minutes of jumping rope sometimes. Okay, well, if you can jump rope for 20 minutes, rock on. That's awesome. But it's a highly intense exercise, and many people cannot go for 20 minutes straight. But can you go for 10 sets of two minutes worth of jumping rope? Absolutely. So get an app like this. You can get this app or another. I'm not spokesperson for this app. But set it for two minutes. Jump, jump, jump. It'll allow you to jump your hardest for a consistent amount of time, knowing that there will that it's finite, that you will be able to stop very soon. So you can jump rope really hard for two minutes, and then you can use 30 seconds for a break, or you can use 30 seconds for push-ups. Or you can do a round of jumping rope, a little break, and then a two-minute round of cycling, and a two-minute round of dancing, and a two-minute round of burpees, whatever you want. But I love training with a timer with, Finite segments is something that as a competitive athlete really worked to build my endurance and, uh, you know, just keep me interested. So get it, try it out, and you can comment. <laughs> go, go comment. Say, my trainer, Fitz Kohler of Fitness, told me to get this app, and she was super smart. So um, boxing timer light, and you don't have to box with it. Although you should try boxing unless you've got some spinal cord injury, neck injury, I think it's a, I know, I don't think, I'm going to remove think because this is all fact-based evidence or uh, fact-based suggestions. Boxing is a great addition to any workout. In fact, Timothy Powell, Timothy Powell is looking to upgrade his fitness level this year. He's accomplished a whole bunch, but he's looking to take it to the next level. I've highly encouraged him to start hitting a heavy bag. I think throwing an upper body workout into things will really um, change the way he performs, change his body. Going to a boot camp class is a really good choice. 
CrossFit, you name it. Go go diversify. But boxing, I want you all to give it a try. If you haven't done it before, it's so much fun. And one of the nicest things about hitting stuff is, you know, not only the great things it does for your body, but the great things it does for your mind. It just feels damn good. If you are going to pursue hitting stuff, things, or people, I highly recommend you learn how to wrap your hands. Some people call them wrist wraps, but the only way you can protect your wrists is by locking them out while you strike. And then those wraps are really designed to protect the tiny bones in your hand, and they are essential. So please don't go being tough, girl, and I'm just going to hit this bag and with no gloves or no wraps. And then it's so cool if you get abrasions on your skin or bruises. No, it's not cool. It just means you were ill-prepared and kind of dumb in your efforts. So (laughs) wrap those hands, get a pair of gloves. They don't have to be super fancy. You can get a very inexpensive pair at your Dick's Sporting Goods or online, but the, the wraps are there to protect your hands and then the gloves will protect your skin. The other thing I was asked, and I get asked a lot, why don't I post pictures of myself working out often? And I do on a rare occasion. Usually I do it when I'm proving a point. Hey, I'm out of town. I'm in a hotel gym. Yes, I'm tired, but I'm exercising. Um, But to be honest with you, my brand, my business, what I do is not about me. And I struggle turning the camera on me and say, look at me exercise. You guys know I exercise. That's that's a given. So it just kind of feels weird to me. It feels, I don't know, counterintuitive of what I do because I want to see you working out. And I think, you know, I lead by example by exercising daily and regularly, but, um, yeah, I would feel uncomfortable posting pictures and you guys saying, wow, Fitz, you did a good job working out, even though that's so nice. And who couldn't use that once in a while, but that's why I don't post pictures of me often simply because it's not about me, it's about you, and I don't really want to take the spotlight off of you for your accomplishments. Now there's two other kind of random things I want to talk to you about, but they 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 resonated with me, and I thought I'd share. So my daughter is a cheerleader for her high school, and right now is basketball season. And when I go to the games, what I notice are so many people eating nachos and cheese. Now, this may sound like a ridiculous thought process, but humor me. There's a lot of things at the snack bar, and and I can tell you that most of them are are pretty junky. Almost all of them. It's candy. There's chips. I think there's some pretzels. um, There's nachos and cheese. On occasion, there's popcorn. Ooh, I have found dill pickles. So I will buy the big, big dill pickle for 50 cents. And that's an exciting snack at the basketball game. And then there's this big jar, tub, plastic container filled with red, pink juice. And it's got some sort of meat product in there. It's totally nasty looking. I asked the snack bar lady, what is that? And I, it was basically some meat item, meat, meat in pink hot juice or something. So that was weird. Nonetheless, I digress. I'm going to go back to the nachos and cheese. To me, that particular container is symbolic of, now, is it tasty nachos and cheese? Usually, yes. Is it symbolic of having absolutely no consideration or concern for your health? Is it really one of those nasty, unhealthy food that you just know you're going to pay some sort of physical price for? Yes. And so while... 
There are a bunch of other yucky things to eat. For some reason, nachos and cheese just symbolizes, I don't care. And when I look around at the people who are eating them, other than the children, I see people who aren't caring much. They're not putting a lot of effort into their body, (laughs) into their health. And so don't order that. That's what I'm going to ask you to do is just don't order that. On occasion, if you have a friend who's ordered it and you want to steal a chip and dip and then be satisfied with one, great. But, oh, it just is one of those food choices that I don't know if any of you should be indulging in. I think it's funny that in the running community, everyone's like, ooh, donuts. Donuts are so cool and donuts are so fun and yay, bacon. I'm so cool because I love bacon. Robert Schultz, yes, I'm talking to you, the Baconator. In fact, (laughs) excuse me, I think it was Bill Capella, I think, who came by at the finish line of the Walt Disney World Marathon. He goes, where's Robert Schultz? And I go, I think he's at home eating bacon. He's like, yes, he's eating bacon. So nonetheless, it's all big fun to brag about I'm eating bacon and I'm eating donuts and I drink colossal amounts of wine. I get it. That's funny. Ha ha ha. But for some reason, these nachos are not okay. So please don't start making running shirts that say I love to eat nachos and cheese from the basketball snack bar. You may. Um, but yeah, aren't there certain things that just symbolize ugh, and that to me, I'll bet yummy, symbolizes kind of what's wrong with our country or not our country, lots of countries, just what's wrong with people who aren't taking care of their health. The people in those gyms eating the nachos and cheese, I have full faith, will be sucking off the public dollar, having their diabetes and heart disease and cholesterol medications paid for by the hardworking folks who have to pay their taxes because they chose the nachos and the cheese. So choose something else. That's it. I actually had a tirade against nachos and cheese and I'm confident some sort of nacho chip company is going to come after me and it's going to go down like the time Reagan said he did not like to eat broccoli. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this is going to be a colossal issue in our country once I hit publish on this podcast. But anyways, (laughs) that's my nacho um, rant. And now I want to tell you that, so I'm a grown-up lady and like many of us, we're trying to preserve what we have, um, take care of our skin, prevent the wrinkles. And I wish I would have done it when I was a kid. I mean, my mother, bless her, she just didn't know any better. So she couldn't teach me the things she didn't know. But instead of being told to wash my face, put on sunscreen and moisturize, I was sent out to the beach living in Fort Lauderdale, at least 362 of those days with baby oil so I could burn as badly as possible. I was bought a kiddie pool for the backyard and given that baby oil and some sort of reflective device so I would burn on my transparent Irish skin. So I didn't have good habits as a kid. And obviously they've shown up as an adult. You get your wrinkles, you get your spots, you get the things you don't like. And I'm working hard to undo the damage. Now I stopped sunburning when I was maybe 19 or 20. Thankfully, I was able to get that through my fat skull back then and make some changes, or I'm certain I would be dead from melanoma right now, as is my father and my mom's mom. Uh, But I I still have to work on it, as do most of my friends who fall into the grown-up category. 
And so not only should you wash your face, and I'm trying to get my kids to do this, like wash your face in the morning and at night, at least moisturize. Dry, cracky skin is probably no good for anybody and wear sunscreen. But I have done a chemical peel. I just had one about, I don't know, three weeks ago. And if you don't know what a chemical peel is, it's funny because many years ago there was that show Extreme Makeover on TV and they had people that had these extreme, terrifying chemical peels and the doctor would sedate them and then put some stuff on their face or scrape off their face and they would come out with red, bloody hamburger face. That is not what a chemical peel is today. Right now, it's way different. I had one quite a few years ago. Actually, I've had a couple over the years. One was a strong chemical peel and one was mild. But I just had the strong one again at the beginning of January. And um, what I was told is when you're a kid, my lovely kids, every single week their face regenerates a new layer of skin. So every week they've got this beautiful, fresh, flawless skin. Who do they think they are? But us in the grown-up category, we don't get that. I don't know if we ever get new skin. I'm not sure where it's hiding. I'm not sure if you have to go to the mall to buy the new skin. But anyways, I don't think we're getting the new skin like we used to. So when you do the chemical peel, they smear this stuff on your face. And it gets a little bit hot and tingly, but not painful. Like I said, just a little bit hot and tingly. And then it's over. And my particular peel, I got the VI peel. That's the brand of it, VI. But what it does is it um, inspires your face to shed the outer layer. And so the first day when I had it, maybe my cheeks looked a little windblown, you know, a little pink, rosy cheeks. Day two, my face felt a little bit tight, but I didn't have any real anything going on. And then on day three, I still kind of had not much. I started to peel a little bit around my mouth, and I think you start peeling there first because that's where you move. You know, you're always opening and shutting your mouth, making gestures, and that makes your face start to crack. So I tell my daughter, we're going to go to lunch, and then I'm going to go buy you shoes. This is our plan. So we're at lunch, and I'm talking, and as I do that, she's at some point just bursts out laughing because my face from the nose down has basically cracked and is all peeling. Layers of skin just bleh. So obviously I was very beautiful and good looking at the time. So I put the kibosh on shoe shopping because I didn't want to scare the other customers. Once you have this done, you do kind of have to hide in your house for a couple of days. But yeah, so it's just as if you had a sunburn and you just start peeling and you're not supposed to pull the skin off. You can trim it off with a little scissor, but it's supposed to come off naturally And then it unearths newer, nicer skin. It basically just gets rid of that top layer of gook. And so, ladies, yes, I know you are interested saying, tell me more, Fitz. I really like the results. In fact, when I had it four years ago, I had a a much more significant peeling experience. But for six months after that peel, even men would say, wow, you've got great skin. And I don't know if anyone's ever said that. I mean, it's certainly not been a thing for me. I've gotten pretty blue eyes, nice blonde hair. I don't know if anyone's ever really been inspired by my skin. But the peel was highly effective in that regard. It definitely gave me nicer, um, what's the word, more even, shiny, healthy-looking skin. And so this time I had it. It takes about a whole week for, if you get this peel, the VI peel, it takes about a week from day one to the day when you're finally not peeling anymore. 
Um, but I did it and I think it was a great investment. And for a girl who does have skin cancer as a threat, dermatologists really like for people to get peels because it unearths damaged skin more quickly so you can identify it and deal with it faster. It was expensive. This particular peel runs, depending where you live, I think between three and $400. But I'm not getting plastic surgery. I'm not getting injections. I'm not doing all that stuff. I just, you know, I got the peel and my skin <laughs> is healthier. And yay for me. There's peels that are far less dramatic. And you can go to your local skincare place or beauty place. I don't know. Um, and get them for 60, 70 bucks or find a coupon. But certainly, if you all are investing so much in your health and your body and Yes, we're here to live better and live longer. That is number one priority. It's quality of life and feeling good with the skin that you're in, but you also have the skin that you're in, and why not take good care of it? It's okay to be vain. If you put on lipstick or brush your hair, it's all with vanity in mind, and you know, if you wanted to go drastic and you want to have boob implants and you want to I don't know, have hair implants and you want to do all these other things, that's fine too because it's really on you, whatever you want to do. But I think simple skincare is a really good idea. So if you're not ready for a peel, wash your face, <laughs> moisturize, use sunscreen. But if you're looking for a little bit more, I just thought I would share my experience because I'm really very, very happy with my peel. And I plan to do them even more consistently, more often than once every four years. But I'm happy with mine, and I hope that if you give it a try, you're happy with yours. And if you have other cool skincare things you do and you'd like to share, send them my way, and maybe I'll give it a try, or I'll, I'll let you brag to our audience about it. But um, no nachos, yes to skin peels. And I would like to wish the Stefaniacs, Katie and Jason, a happy anniversary. That's what they call it. I guess for me, it's a happy Stevani, Stefaniac-aversary. But four years ago at the Walt Disney World Marathon is where I met those sweet people from Michigan. And since then, I think cumulatively, they've lost 100 pounds and they have become quite the athletic duo and wonderful friends who I very much value. So they told me it was our four-year anniversary. And the way I met them is they came to the strength training for runners clinic I was teaching at the Walt Disney World Marathon. And I used Jason as one of my uh, volunteers slash guinea pigs to demonstrate planks. And they stuck around and we got to chit chat post clinic and they joined the hottie group and the rest is history. So happy anniversary to them. And uh, I do love you all. And I'm so grateful not only that you let me come into your life and change the way you live, but that I get to I get to have some really good friends out of all this. It means a lot to me because believe it or not, when I'm home in Gainesville, I am alone almost all the time. I work alone. I work out alone. I spend a lot of time on the farm alone or with my duck and my dog alone. And I have great time with my kids. But it means a lot to me that you guys are my real friends. And I do get to show up in your town on occasion for the hugs and the dinners and, and the fun times. So, Having said all that, I love you all. Please continue fighting for your BHAGs, your big, hairy, audacious goals. Set big ones, set some little ones in between now and your, uh, your final BHAG because 
I want you to keep moving forward. I know you do too, but I really want it. And so if you're not willing to work hard on your behalf, work hard on my behalf, because it sure as hell does make me really happy when you accomplish things and are very successful. On that note, I'm going to giddy up. Have a great week, guys. Get to work. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's Marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, morning milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The morning mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting morningmile.com champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities that's morningmile.com long may you run